Marketing, entrepreneurship, and all things small business. You're listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Now, here's your host, Justin Miller. Welcome to episode number eight. I hope your holiday season's going wonderfully. Should be right in the thick of it right now, so you've almost survived it. <laughs> You'll make it to next year. All right, uh, is your tech staff holding you hostage is the topic, which sounds kind of strange. A little bit, yeah, I mean. But uh, this is a concern that people are bringing to me. I didn't go out, I didn't go hunting this one down. It's not one I wanted to solve, but we're going to talk about how to know and what to do if your IT people hold the keys to the kingdom in your business and won't share them with you. They work for you and they won't give you the information you need. Yeah. So, so this is a concern. And, and it's especially in the deep technical aspect and the automation aspect, there's often one person in the business that knows how to do it. No, that's true. In many businesses, there is one person, you're right, that if they were not there, it would be a disaster. Yep. And it's usually not the owner. True. Uh, sometimes it's the owner, but usually not. Yeah. So we end up with, <laughs> I call it the marketing black box. And that's because I've had multiple people tell me, you know, I, I understand what we put into it. I understand what we get out of it. But everything beyond that is, is magic. I, I don't know what I don't know. And that, I think, to me, is one of the things I find that small business owners is one of their biggest weaknesses is the self-awareness. I don't know what I don't know. Yep. It's well, a huge problem. Yeah. But once you identify that there is something you don't know, it should scare you a little bit. That's, that's, <laughs> I, I, it does. Yeah. I, and, and the reason is, you know, a couple fold, you mentioned, what if that person leaves? Mm-hmm. Um, a bigger one I'm seeing is what if you have an underperforming staff in that position that, that you need to terminate, you need to let loose. Um, I've spoken with multiple people that are scared to get rid of someone that's underperforming. Because of so many things, they, they, they don't know passwords, they don't know this, they, or is it because there would be such a mountain of work to replace them? Well, they're worried about the fallout. They mm. think that the business will come to a screeching halt if that person is gone. And yes, they'd have to hire the skill set to replace them again. So they, they keep an underperforming staff member on, which you know just drags down the whole team once everyone slowly becomes aware of the fact this person's underperforming. Or in one case, I spoke to a business owner that the work they had the person doing was below their pay grade, but the black box around it was so mysterious, they had no idea, right? So they could be making, we'll say six figures, and the work they were actually performing was $45,000 a year job. Yeah, that's a lot of money out the door. Yep. A person can cover their tracks a little bit because they don't want found out. They don't like people like me, by the way, but come in and say what's really going on because they want the owner kind of scared of what's going to happen. And, and people in that position, I, I haven't, well, I've seen it once, but most of the time they aren't actively sabotaging the owner. Most of the time they just feel smarter than the owner in this area, which they are. Um, they don't want to teach the owner or overshare with the owner. Um and they're playing a little bit of game of, you know, keep themselves around. It's a job protection. Mm-hmm. It's security. You're right. If I, if I hold more of the keys than anyone else, you can't get rid of me or you won't replace me or whatever. And, yeah. Yeah. And at some point, the owner 
most of the time they're scared of sabotage. They think what happens if, you know, we can this person and they just try and cause trouble. Mm -hmm. You know, how much damage can they really cause to the business? And I've been brought in before just to look at that. You know, if so-and-so has to leave through, through me or them leaving, Mm -hmm. you know, what's going to happen? What is our worst case scenario and how do we get past it? I mean, I've also come in where the business owner thinks things are doing pretty well, but it has got some inklings that something may be off. And, you know, I've come in and, and looked around at what's going on and found that clearly the person either didn't know what they were doing or was blatantly lying to the employer about what job they were performing, um, which immediately transitions the conversation to, okay, if I terminate them, how, how do we cover our bases? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, not something people enjoy thinking about, especially, hey, this is a holiday episode. This is supposed to be lighthearted, right? Yeah, really. This is super, super fun for the holidays. Let's call this a New Year episode. And, you know, if you pay attention to this, next year will be better. <laughs> Things to avoid for next year. Let's set some people free into the wild if they need to be. But um, a lot of times people are worried about getting locked out. You know, I don't know the passwords. What happens if I get locked out of all the software? Um, I had this recently where I was doing a consulting day on site for someone and, um, the tech person wasn't in the office that day they were off and I was needing to log into software. Guess what? They couldn't get in. Mm -hmm. I just had no idea. And then we got in and (laughs) something even more amazing happened. The owner didn't have admin level access. That's, that's a problem. (laughs) I mean, that is a real problem. They, they were locked out of half of the functionality of the software because they weren't given admin access. Did they use it every day? Uh, I think they were in their fair amount. It was a major portion of their job, but they need access to their own software. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in this, if you want to think about it, in this case, the employee could have locked out the owner and they would have had no recourse other than going to the actual software provider. Which is time-consuming. Because and- the employee had admin and the owner didn't. Yeah, that's... And then they had the concern, well, I don't even know if my name is on the account as the purchaser at the software vendor. Wow. Yeah, that's a problem. Uh, so so we, we've hit it all um, multiple times. And let's just dig into best practices. So this will be a short and sweet episode. I'm going to give you actionable content. If, if you have this concern that either... The person in a technical position is not going to be with the team much longer or that the person might be either being dishonest about what they're doing or they are playing a game of job security, make it difficult, black box Pandora. Um, I'll give you some things to do. We'll take just a real quick break and we'll be right back with uh, best practices on how to uh, prevent this or cure it and now now back to the profit 911 podcast with your host justin miller we're back and talking about sabotage and not the beastie boys song all right so let's talk about some best practices what to do if you suspect you may be having problems or there may be a staff transition and even if there's not these are best practices that should be in play in your company And I'm not suggesting you have to learn how to do all the technical work because that's just ridiculous as an owner. That's not the intent here. 
Number one, though, you should have access to all the software. And I highly suggest a password management software. Do you have password management software keeping track of all your stuff? I hate hate to admit that I don't. I should, but I don't. So it also helps, say, like, if you got hit by a bus and your wife had to come in and take care of stuff. Well, what is even worse is that she already knows that... She either knows the passwords I use for almost everything, <laughs> or she also knows that, I mean, this is how bad it is. Many of the passwords that you used with things that I ah, purchased great. from you are the same passwords, so you could come in and steal my yeah, business. There we go. <laughs> See, I got a little better about it once I got the password management tool, because we let it generate uh, the codes. But basically, password management gives you one master password, and then it catalogs everything. It also allows for quicker login, um, but it can generate complex passwords, just a little more secure. Obviously, your weak point is your master password, which you would never share with anyone. Write, write it down somewhere. <laughs> so the program I use for it is called LastPass. Okay. And heard we, of it. we use that with our all the team members too, remote and in office. So all their passwords are stored in there. And I can have permission levels for each password. So for my web developer, I don't even share the passwords for all the WordPress logins and everything. They're saved in LastPass and, and he has access to it. So it'll autofill in his web browser. Um, it's pretty secure. There are ways for super techie people to still see the password, um, but they really got to be trying. Yeah, they're, you're under active sabotage at that point, yeah. which is a different ballgame. So LastPass is really good, though, because you as the admin will, will be able to get access to any of them in there. Also, just makes your life easier. You know, every website has its own password criteria with numbers and symbols and everything, capitals and lowercase. And I guarantee you've had a situation where, you know, one was different and didn't fit your mold and all of a sudden you couldn't get in anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then you had to reset and then you remember it and it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> So, this uh, prevents a lot of that. Um, also, best practices. So, there's what we call the danger of one. And this comes into play in a lot of areas in business, specific to our example today, in twofold. One, on the password side. Don't use the same password for everything, but you've heard that forever and you're still doing it. So, get LastPass, which will help with that. Uh, the second one is the danger of one staff member with any key piece of knowledge. So, no cross-training, uh, no cross-skill sets, uh, just just one person holding the keys to the kingdom. And I get it, small business, the way it is sometimes. You know, you're, you're not going to hire two full-time tech people if you can't afford it and don't need it. But uh, it's bit me in the butt before. Uh, I'm guessing it's bit you in the butt before, mm-hmm. and it will catch you eventually. And it does. You're right. It, it will always, eventually it will catch you on some scale. Yep. Sometimes worse than others, uh, but it will bite you. Um, third thing, you need some. You need to have your contingency plan. You have to know what's going to happen when that person leaves. Because guess what? Everyone's going to leave at some point, or be promoted out of the position, uh, or something. Some in much more dramatic fashion than others. <laughs> True, <laughs> but. Not everyone's going to stay put forever. Uh, it's just guaranteed. The only thing constant is change. And if you want the Dan Kennedy quote is, they all go lame eventually. Race, nice. race horses and employees, they I believe. They all go lame eventually. Uh-huh. There you go. So, yeah. Dan's known for his uh, 
caring, sensitive attitude towards Very employees. Dir- yeah, his directness. <laughs> Direct caring, you should call it. Uh, yeah, I think the book title is No BS, Ruthless Management of People and Profits, if you want more info on that, uh, which title alone tells you a little bit. Um, so you need to know who's going to come in and save the day. And that doesn't have to be a staff member. That can be a contractor. So oftentimes, you know, we're playing the role when it comes to marketing automation software. So if someone has one of these conversations with me, we will take a look, kind of audit what's in place and vulnerabilities and tell them their worst case scenario, which honestly usually isn't as bad as they think it is. If, if everything's properly, it's from an automation standpoint, things should continue working indefinitely. Um, things don't come to a crashing halt just because the person's gone, but they think it will. So it, it buys enough time for someone to come in and get up to speed usually. Number four is you need to have the contingency groundwork laid prior to needing it. So it's very similar to the plan, but what I mean by the groundwork being laid is steps one and two should already be done, meaning you know, we should already know what's going to happen, who's going to do it, and that relationship should be actually established already. Yeah, it's not like, hey, I've heard about you, I need you right now. Yep, yep, not a crisis out of the blue. It wouldn't be the first time, but it's not the best approach, and there's usually some business consequences in the short term for not having that laid. Hopefully not anything chaotic, but uh, if you haven't identified those vulnerabilities, you may have some processes that are people dependent that someone has to physically run that you don't even know about. All right. Number five systems should not stop when staff changes This is what I'm talking about. So, Automation should continue running. Uh, Human beings have to come into play occasionally, but overall you should have enough time if you built it properly. And that's another thing. So we might come in and audit and say, you're doing X, Y, and Z this way. Uh, It is dependent on a human being. If we reworked it another way, uh, it would be a lot safer and more streamlined and efficient. Very common. Number six, here's one you haven't heard before. You need backups. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that I've actually done. That I, I took to heart, and many times you have warned me about that. I do have now. There's some redundancies that, if I ever have a problem, I'm at least on site and off site. Actually, yes. Now, All right? Yeah, I've gotten off site as well because you're right. If the house burns down or the business burns down, yep. it doesn't really matter. But yeah, so finally, some of that stuff is off site. Yep. So I have backups uh, of data, obviously, and documents. Um, start creating standard operating procedures. So the type of person, and I know this because it's my personality type, but the type of person that understands systems and engineering of it and all the intricacies, uh, we like to just build stuff and it run. We usually don't like to document it all. I don't either. Yeah, no. Um, It's like I hate doing that. I know it's important, but it's so like... Not in the moment. Yeah, this is really where it comes into play is when that person leaves and hasn't documented the procedure. Yeah. And it's not even that it's a difficult procedure, but if we don't have it, we have no idea. I don't know. Um, So I'm in the middle of a couple hires right now, and I'm having to document all the processes out because I have a choice, and that's to train this person or to spend the extra 20% of the effort to train and document it so I don't have to train it ever again. Mm Mm-hmm. And when you say that, it sounds so simple <laughs> and so smart. <laughs> it's one of those things. We kind of know what needs done, but it's not like at the top of the bucket list. It's the important, not urgent. Yes. 
uh, on the quadrant of activity. Um, and when I say document, by the way, a lot of people think they're going to write out a giant report or something, and that's why uh, it doesn't get done. Videos are just as effective. So if it has to do with software or anything on the computer, it's just as easy to do a screen capture and record the thing, and it's a lot quicker. That is a great idea. I, as much as I use that stuff, I wouldn't even think about that. I'm still used to like having everything written down. That's actually a great idea. Yep, just record the videos, put them in a folder, back it up off-site, and uh, you're much better than where you were. And you can bring in other people then. If you happen to scale up the business, it's pretty easy to do so. If you have to replace, it's pretty easy to do so. And there, the odds of most people continually updating those aren't very good. But if you get the core laid, that's more than most people have done. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the six best practices I have. Anything else that you can think of that either I missed that you know you should do or things you've done in your business or things you wish no, you had done? No, I mean, well, the one thing that stands out completely to me is is the password thing. I mean, I just, and it's funny, my mom, who lets all of the grandkids share her Netflix password, <laughs> evidently had her something hacked, and so she got one of these, and she called me, and I thought she was kidding. The password is like, you know, 27 characters yep. long, and I'm like, how in the hell did you come up with that? Oh, well, your sister got one of those password things where it like it just generates, auto-generates it. It's really safe. I said, yeah, you're right, it is. It's impossible. So I sh- that should be clue one for me that for the, because you're right, it, it, if someone, I'm, I'm probably, shouldn't admit this, but I mean, my passwords are not super complex. They're very, um, I don't think that'd be easy to guess, but they are, they're somewhat tied to things in, in my life. Sure. And I mean, even the ones that I inherited from you are not easy to guess, but they're, they're also easy to remember. Yeah. They're formulaic. They're formulaic. And it's just, I, I these are, I mean, that's the kind of thing that when you have one that works and it's also ex- accepted <laughs> in all of your devices and you, it's, it's like I, when I was in Vegas, I lost my wallet for a while and realized I didn't. I left it at a restaurant. And I got it back. But my business bank said, no, no, no. It was out of your possession for like a day. Let's reissue you a credit card. Well, of course, that's the debit card that every purchase the business ever makes online <laughs> or any auto thing. So having to go in and redo all that stuff makes me think about that. And the, you're right. It is a, it's kind of a necessary evil. And once you do it one time, it's kind of done, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, and if you have to update your password like every 90 days, the software catches you doing that. And we'll ask if you want to update like LastPass. Oh, I like that. Uh, also, since you mentioned purchasing, it'll save your card info and pre-fill the forms. I like that do. too. Hold on. I, got, I, mean, this, I may have to get right off this podcast and make a purchase. We're sponsored by LastPass Yeah, really. Today. Our friends at LastPass. Uh, I, no, I mean, all these things, I mean, this is a, a, a subject that I think a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs don't want to talk about or don't want to acknowledge. But all of these things are things, many of them are things that maybe I have thought about, but maybe don't do a lot of. But at least now... Some of it is done. I have off-site backup. I have, you know, the now I have somewhat of a contingency plan. You're right. If I got run over by a bus tomorrow, but I don't have 17 employees. I like don't have an IT guy. But it, it's even just as important for somebody who doesn't have those people that if something happens to you, you don't have. Then nobody knows what those things are. Yeah, and well, here's here's something neat about using the complex passwords. You're not going to share it over the phone with someone because even if you true. do, they're never going to be able to write no, it down. That's right. No, that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> Exclamation point at sign X. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think your 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 take that systems 
don't stop when someone leaves a job for whatever reason they leave those systems still have to stay in place and they have to continue to work and if nobody knows what they are then people start creating their own systems yeah and that's even a bigger headache well and the larger your company so the smaller the quicker you see the impact right Mm -hmm. the larger your company is uh, the ball will continue to roll it's like a ripple effect people will yeah people will pick up the slack Mm -hmm. but you're right they're gonna they're gonna fill in the blanks with what they want. And if you go back to a process you thought you had in place six mm-hmm. months from now and you look at it, it's going to be completely different. Yeah. I mean, even if you trained it right. So someone recently gave the example of, you know, Chick-fil-A and, you know, the uh, thank you and, and mm-hmm. my pleasure. Yeah. Do you, do you know how long the story is? How long it took to incorporate that to where everyone consistently said it? I don't. Two years. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's... Two years of brutal pounding, yep. Yep. of not saying you're welcome, saying yep. my pleasure. And now it's part of the culture. It so. is. You're right. But, you know, it's the same with any process. It makes sense. Yep. Um, hey, one last benefit to all this. So there's <laughs> it's good good for you, bad for the employee. A lot, of, a lot of times we walk into the situation and find out that if that person walks, you might not even have to replace them. That's a good thing. Saves me some some money. Yep. A uh, recent example, I think we're going to save the company six figures on payroll. And guess what? That's straight to the bottom line. You absolutely don't pass go. That's like right to the bottom line. So there is some line. I'm not saying cut everyone out. <laughs> we, no. we have use for them. But uh, if someone is departing or you think you're going to have to cause that, it's probably worth taking a look at all this or getting some outside eyes on it before you rehire that position. Um and it's probably more so worth having them document the procedures rather than train it to their replacement. So that's your uh, end of the year wrap up fun stuff to get you going on the right track in January. Um, if you do happen to put an extra six figures in your bank account, we'll just take 20% of that. That's fine. Um, but do something. I mean, if nothing else, get a password manager. Um, but, but start identifying these vulnerabilities in your business. Um, it just allows you to scale up a lot better. It puts you in a safer spot. You can sleep better at night. Uh, everyone that depends on your income will sleep better at night. Uh, do not wait until it's too late. Um, next week for episode nine, we have how random acts of marketing are killing your business. Kevin, I, I know you've been guilty, as have I, of doing random acts of marketing. Correct. <laughs> We're going to talk about what impact that has and more so how to get out of that cycle next week. Leave us some comments, feedback. Please let us know what you'd like to hear. If you want to be a special guest, reach out. We'll be happy to have you on next time we're recording, and we will talk again next week. Thanks for listening to the Profit 911 Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and leave your comments. For more information on how Profit 911 Consulting can help grow your service business, visit Profit911.biz.